Welcome to the Sunday Morning Podcast from Kingdom Faith Church in Horsham. This message is by Clive Urquhart. week, the only way I can sum up what God's been doing this week is we've had a truth encounter. We've had a truth encounter this week. We've been encountering the one who is the truth. We've been meeting with the one who is the truth. And the different evenings where we've been together, it's like God's been taking us through the truth of who he is and infusing himself as the truth into us. And something so that something else then happens as a result in our lives and so in Ephesians it says some of these are well-known verses to probably many of you some of you in the room so please don't just say oh yeah okay I've, I've read that heard that loads of times this is about what's been happening this last week but then why he's been doing it so that I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ this is Paul the Apostle praying, saying this right to the Ephesians, saying this is what he does when he's praying for them, would happen in them. I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may 
know Him better. The word know there means, doesn't just, it's not knowledge knowing, it's experiential reality knowing. So that you may experientially know Him better in your, the reality of your life. I pray also that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which He has called you. Some of what God's been doing this week is He's been revealing who He is in a fresh way. As we've had an encounter with the truth, with the one who is the truth, it's like He's been um, enlightening the eyes of our hearts in order to know the hope to which He has called us. The hope, that initial hope that He's called us is to know Him, is to know Him. And it's to live fully in Him. And as a result of that, Paul then says that you would know the hope to which he has called you, the reality of the truth, the power of the truth in an experiential, such a real way that then you also live in the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints, which is, again, the fullness of his life and truth of who we are, the richness of what it means to be a son of God, a child of God, what it means to be adopted as a son into his family. We've now become heirs with Christ seated at his right hand. And we also, in the context of all of that, know his incomparably great power for us who believe. There is no such thing as an ordinary believer. In God's heart and mind and eye, there are only supernatural believers <laughs> you, you, do you get it why do we want to make sure every well in our life is unblocked because we're not ordinary believers we're supernatural believers because we have God who is supernatural in our lives so the only life that he produces in us is a supernatural one the only power that is at work in us is a supernatural power the only wisdom at work in us is his wisdom because he is our wisdom it is supernatural wisdom the only revelation at work in us is supernatural revelation. The Bible says that we can't fathom who God is. We can't fathom Him. We, we can't make Him out. We can't work Him out. Lots of people have a good try at trying to work Him out and bring Him down to our level and say there is no God. He doesn't exist. And the Bible says that God laughs at the wisdom of man. We can't fathom Him. That's why one of the reasons He gives us the Holy Spirit so there can be His wisdom, His revelation. His insight, His understanding, His view, perspective, the way He sees things. And as we press into that relationship with God, as we pursue Him and go after Him, 
like you would when you go after somebody that you love and you fall in love with. You go after them. You pursue them. We go after Him. And as we go after Him, there's more of Him that is revealed into our lives. And you find that as you do that, you begin to yield more because He reveals more of who He is. And you go, oh God, You are awesome. I just surrender afresh to You. I yield to You. I lay myself down afresh to You. That power is like the working of His mighty strength. Wow, we have the power of His mighty strength in us at work in us. That's why we want to make sure that every well is unblocked. There's no limits, no limitations because of that river of life that He wants to flow in our homes, to our neighbours, friends, anybody, wherever we go. which He exerted in Christ when He raised Him from the dead and seated Him at His right hand in the heavenly realms, far above all rule and authority, power and dominion and every title that can be given, not only in the present age, but also the one to come. And God placed all things under His feet and appointed Him to be head over everything for the church, which is His body, you and I, the fullness of Him who fills everything in every way. Why does Jesus constantly want to reveal more of who He is? So that we fulfill these words right here. So that the church is the fullness of Him. So that we are living in the fullness of Him as He is being revealed to us in an ongoing way. Jesus, we thank You for who You are, what You're doing. Chapter 2 is just amazing. It's still the revelation of who we are in Christ and what it means to be one in Christ together. There's, I haven't got time to go into all of that. Then verse 10 of chapter 3, His intent was that now through the church, the manifold wisdom of God, the manifold, not our wisdom, but His wisdom, who He is, His understanding, His revelation, the manifold, the releasing wisdom of God should be made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly realms according to His eternal purpose which He accomplished in Christ Jesus, our Lord. What is the Bible talking about here? Firstly, the primary call in our lives is to know Him, to know Him, to know Him. The second part of that is that we together as His church, His body, we know Him. But then we're called together to see the fulfillment of these words we've just written, where the manifold fullness of Jesus Christ is revealed in us so that it can be revealed through us to the world. And when we understand His purposes, we live in a different way. We think in a different way. We go about our lives in a different way. Because we're coming from a kingdom understanding, a kingdom perspective, kingdom revelation. We're coming from an eternal perspective, an eternal understanding, not a temporal one, that then we try and reach into the eternal at certain times. We don't want to live a temporal life and then when we worship, we touch something of the eternal. Or when we pray, we touch something of the, the supernatural of God. No, we want to live with an eternal mindset. We want to live the way God intends us to be as the church, that we're not to be a quiet group who are hidden over there in the corner. We're here to see the manifold wisdom of God being revealed 
into society, into community, into individuals. So, Father, I just thank you right now as we just go through some other things I believe you want to say to us this morning with a very, very practical response. Father, give us ears to hear what you're saying by your Spirit this morning. Give us eyes to see what you're saying. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Lord. going to speak maybe for about 15 minutes and on top of what I've already done and um, and then we're going to respond but in a really really practical way this morning your eyes through everything I'm going to say just to help you so that when you're not going into sermon mode or message mode maybe close your eyes and just receive hear and receive what the Lord wants to say this morning and then each of us our response to what he's saying in the light of what he's doing we had the message last week God speaking about us about all the things you've been doing and saying so far this year. About rain and of his spirit, harvest, rivers of salvation, being a people of worship and prayer. Last week's message was called Living the Vision. Being who God's called us to be today. This is called Living a Next Steps Life. Living a Next Steps Life. What does that mean? It means that we have a walk with God. We have a walk with Him. We're on a journey. Let's put it that way. And a journey has a beginning and it has an end. In order to know where you're going, you need to know what your destination is and what your heading is, where you're heading. In order to get there, you have to have directions, how you're going to get there. In order to get there, it requires movement. It requires action. Unless you move, you never arrive. Intentions sound good, but don't get us where we need to be. Intentions are only as good as the actions that we put to them. To arrive at the destination, you have to continually take steps. If you stop taking steps, you stop moving forward. And we are not those who shrink back. We are not those who stop and wonder. So what is the purpose of this journey? If we understand that we have a personal relationship with God, which is the call upon our lives to know Him and to walk in His ways. The Bible talks a lot about that in the Old Testament in many ways. To walk in His ways, in His truth, in His promises, in His commands. 
And the word walk there means steps, to know Him and to take steps in His ways. Each one of us, we've been called up. You know, like you get called into the army. You get called up for national service or whatever. You get called up. Well, the call up just gets you there in it. Then you're given the mission. Then you're given the purpose as to why you've been called up. So God, He calls us up. He calls us by name. He says, I've called you to be part of the team. I've called you to be part of my people, my church, my body, to be part of it. But then he brings us into the body and he says, hey, this is the purpose. Your purpose is to see my kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. But then Jesus gives the reason for that purpose. In John 14, 13 and 14, this is what Jesus says is the purpose of why you and I are here as individuals and together as a body. He says, I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the Son may bring glory to the Father. You may ask me for anything in my name and I will do it. So Jesus doesn't just say His kingdom coming on earth as is the purpose. He said the purpose of all of that is so that the Son may bring glory to the Father so that the Father is glorified, so that He is exalted, He is lifted up. He is magnified. He is glorified. So that there is the fulfillment of everything that God has spoken and wants to do on the earth as it is in heaven so that it will be on earth. That is what brings the Father glory. And then he unpacks that in the next chapter of John 15. If the purpose of Jesus as the Son of God is to bring the Father glory and he says, you can ask me whatever Whatever in my name and I will do it. How do we see that? How do we do that? How do we see that take place? John 15, 16. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you to go and bear fruit and fruit that will last. Then the Father will give you whatever you ask in my name. So Jesus begins to unpack what it means to bring glory to the Father, it starts with us bearing fruit, fruit that will last. It's fruit that brings glory to the Father. But Jesus doesn't say, go and try and do it. He says, you didn't choose me, but I chose you. I came and found you. I came and saved you. I came and brought you into my family and I've chosen you and I've appointed you. Why? To bear fruit, fruit that's going to last, that's going to bring glory to the Father. And He says, I'm the vine. He says this before he says that, but we need to understand we're chosen and appointed. Then he says, I'm the vine and you are the branches. If a man remains in me and I in him, he will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. But if you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be given you. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. It starts with Him. I'm the vine. Then it comes to us. You are the branches. And then He says, if a man remains, if a man abides, if a man walks, if a man continues, 
if a man takes steps, if a person moves forwards in him, in me, and I, if you remain in me, if you abide in me, if you live according to the truth, if you meditate on the word, if you live in me and who I am in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, nothing is possible. You can't see anything. So God has called us to fruitfulness. That's what brings glory to the Father. So everything that He does, any meeting we go to, any time we encounter Him, how He reveals Himself, whether on your own or whether we're together, whatever He says prophetically, whatever we kind of take a hold of, believe and pray into and act upon. It's so that the Father will get the glory, so that He is glorified. How many of you want the Father to be glorified in and through your life? Because that's what it's all about. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. Why is this week being an encounter in the truth? Because Jesus will always lead us by His Spirit to live in the truth, to remain in the truth, to abide in the truth, to think according to the truth, to act according to the truth, to pray according to the truth, to relate according to the truth, whether to God or to others, to witness according to the truth. Everything is about the truth because it's the truth that sets people free. It's the truth that separates uh, what is not of God from what is of God. It's the truth that transforms lives, ours and others. And He knows as we live according to the truth then we bear fruit in whatever way we apply the truth in our lives. And He says, showing yourselves to be my disciples. So therefore Jesus is saying disciples are fruitful. What is a disciple? Matthew 4.19 says, Jesus says, come follow me and I will make you fishers of men. Come follow me and I'm going to form you. I'm going to reveal who I am. I'm going to show you who I am. And as, as you walk with me and follow me as a disciple of mine, you're going to be a fisher of men. You're going to be fruitful. You're going to make a difference. Something is going to happen through your life. Jesus sums it up in such a simple way. Come, follow. I'm going to make. The word make there means ordain. The, the, the word Jesus used there is ordained. To be ordained means to be set apart for a holy purpose. Wow. So Jesus is saying, hey, come, know me, follow me, walk with me. And as you do that, I ordain you, I set you apart for a holy purpose. What is that? It's to see the work of the Father through your life. It's to be a fisher of men, to see lives transformed, lives come to know Him. And as you do that and you see others made disciples, the Father gets the glory in your life, then glorifies the Father. This is called living a next steps life. Because a next steps life is constantly taking steps with Him. And what is a disciple of Jesus? A disciple of Jesus is somebody who's growing spiritually in their walk with Him, in the Word, in prayer and worship. We're growing spiritually. But also a disciple is someone who is growing relationally with others around them. Being a, a peacemaker, not a peacekeeper. Somebody who wants to be in right fellowship, relationship with anybody that they're with. Whether in your marriage, whether in your family, whether in your friends, your work colleague, within the body. We want to be growing in relationship, serving, loving, meeting people's needs, laying our lives down for one another, maturing in the things of God. 
and a disciple also as well as growing spiritually growing relationally a disciple is somebody who's growing in their witness reaching people that don't know Jesus having conversations sharing their faith growing in their that's a disciple of Jesus growing spiritually relationally and in their witness up in out if you want to use that phrase That's a disciple bearing fruit. And we have a discipleship pathway in the church. And the whole purpose of that is to help people grow and become fruitful, to know God, to live in freedom, to know your purpose, discover your purpose, and make a difference. Discipleship is to help you grow, move forward, take steps. The Bible says that a lamp is to our, a, a, a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. What does that mean? Does that mean that when God speaks, He just lights the whole way up? Well, it would be nice if it worked like that. But He's called us to a walk of faith, a life of faith. And what that really means is, is when God speaks, He gives light, He gives understanding, He gives revelation for you to take that step. So it says, His Word is a lamp to our path and a light to our feet, or a lamp, whatever way around it is. And it's as we take those steps, that pathway lights up in front of us. We take those steps of faith. Things light up. Is What is then said becomes real and evident in our lives as we see it take place. Well, it's evident when he says it, but then we see the reality of it. All of us that know Jesus here today, sure everybody would hand on heart say man I want to live a fruitful life and part of being fruitful means being pruned as well because any bush or any plant or any thing like that 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 bears fruit in some way has to be uh, pruned in different ways and our walk with God involves pruning just as part of that relationship Because when you gave your life to Jesus, He gave Himself fully to you, without measure, without limit. He gave you everything He could ever give you right at that moment. And what the Holy Spirit then does as we take steps and as we walk with Him, He unfolds, He helps us and reveals to us how to live in the fullness of what He gave us the day we gave our lives to Him. This last week has been more revealing of the truth so that we live more fully in what He has already done, who we really are as believers because we know life has challenges. We know stuff happens. We know the enemy comes against us. We know there are purposes that God wants to fulfill. And that's why God constantly reminds us of this is who I am. This is who you are as a result. This is who I am. This is who you are then. This is who I am in you. This means this is who you are then constant, constant, constant. Why? Because He knows it's easy to get our eyes on ourselves, our feelings or circumstances. The Holy Spirit is the encourager. He's the counsellor. He's our wisdom. He's everything we need. He's the one we lean into and He reveals the Word of God. He reveals Jesus into our life so we know how to think, how to believe, how to act, how to respond what He wants to do through us. And there are next steps in our lives that I believe God wants us all to be taking. And steps 
Some are going to be spiritual. I mean, all of our life is spiritual in that sense when you know God. But if you just help, just to help understand what we're saying this morning, when you, to grow spiritually, maybe there's steps spiritually, some relationally you might need to take, others in your witness, and then fourthly in your serving. And I believe there's things that God, if you don't already know, wants to speak to you and show you. And some of that will take place this morning. We're going to respond very, very practically in a few minutes. Because whatever does God, whatever atmosphere there is, however He moves in your heart and life, there always must be and needs to be a so that. There always has to be a this is what this looks like then. You can have the most incredible, amazing encounter with Jesus. You can meet with Him in a life-transforming way, but there will be some, the way you live will be different as a result. The next steps you take will be different because you've encountered Jesus. Something has happened. Why? Because when you encounter Him, He imparts more of who He is into us, even though we have the fullness of His life already. He imparts more of revelation of who He is in us so that we live more fully in who He is. There's a boldness, a confidence then to take those steps to live more fully. Why? Because when He reveals Himself, there's a deeper conviction on the inside of who He is. Circumstances no longer rattle you in the same way. They don't push you about in the same way. They don't dictate to you in the same way. Because something of a greater conviction and revelation has been imparted and released as to who He is and what it means to have His Word and the power of that in your life and in our life together. Maybe for some in the room, your next step spiritually is to, be, is to give your life to Jesus. It's to surrender your life to Jesus. Maybe you've never done that. You've never given your life. Maybe for some people in the room, that is your next step as a person in your life. I, I need to take a step. My next step is to surrender everything to Jesus. Maybe your next step is for some others, I need to be baptized in the Holy Spirit because I don't have the Holy Spirit. I don't seem to have this release in my life like so many others do. And as far as I know, I don't think I've ever been baptized in the Holy Spirit. Some of you maybe need baptized in the Holy Spirit. And you can receive, we've got people available this morning to pray with you, to be baptized in the Spirit. Maybe you've never been released in tongues and prayed in tongues and spoken in tongues and all of that. Maybe some of you, God wants to release that this morning in your life and, and there's people to pray and help you get released in tongues. You might say, well, I, I thought you were going to say some other things that were a little bit more. Well, if you haven't got the Holy Spirit in, in terms of being baptized in Him, you need Him. Speaking in tongues. Maybe some of you have never been baptized in water. And for some, if you've never been baptized in water, Maybe you're already filled with the Spirit. Maybe you do speak in tongues. I would say your next step is get baptized in water. Because it's a command. When you give your life to Him, it says repent, believe, and be baptized. Why? Because baptism is saying the old has gone, the new has come. And in the early church, when they baptised people in water, often it was the day they got saved. When they came up out of the water, it then says they were baptised in the Holy Spirit. What happened with Jesus when He was baptised? It says the Holy Spirit came upon Him. He was already filled with the Spirit in one sense, but the Holy Spirit came upon Him and baptised Him to then lead Him into everything that the Father had for Him on earth to see and accomplish. So some of you, maybe you need to be baptised in water. Others of you, you might... 
some, something as practical as, as coming to freedom. I want to sign up for freedom. Go through the 12 weeks and get into the Word and allow God to do stuff and then come to the freedom encounter and everything God wants to do. Others of you, maybe your next step spiritually is, I need to go to the Bible college. God has been speaking to me about going to the to get trained and equipped, to get more of the Word, to be shaped and formed, to become more fruitful. Maybe some of you, that is a next step for you to go to the Bible college. Maybe for others, it's simply just... I need to make time to read the Word because I don't really read it. And spend time with Jesus in the Word. When we don't read the Word in our lives, we will get blown around like a piece of paper in a violent storm. Because we have no footing, no roots. And the word will remind us about who we are, how rooted we are, the confidence, the authority, the power that you have as a child of God. You can stand against the enemy, stand against the rubbish that comes at you. The circumstances will try and shout louder than the word of God in your life. Maybe it's as simple as that. I just need to make time to read the Word. Maybe some of you, maybe a next step is I've never been to one of the impacts or to pray, you know, once a month. Maybe for some of you, that is a next step. I'm going to come and pray and be part of the answer. Maybe there's some things relationally is your next step. And I, I would say, I believe there's always a next step spiritually that God is speaking to you about, how you move forward. Because when you're doing that, God is, God is speaking all the time. The question is, are we listening? Because he's speaking all the time, all the time, all the time. And I believe there'll be, next, there'll be at least one next step spiritually for every person in the room. And there'll be at least one next step relationally for everybody. Maybe there's a next step in your marriage. With your kids and your family and your household. We've done stuff on lordship in the home and what that looks like. Maybe you haven't responded to that yet. And it's like, well, maybe that is your next step. Maybe as the head of the household and, and, and or you and husband and wife, whoever's head of the household in terms of the situation you're in. Maybe lordship in the home is a next step where we need to gather our family, eat together, pray together, have communion together and put him at the center in a fresh way. Maybe a relationship that you're out of sorts with somebody, people, I don't know. Maybe there's some things you need to get right with some people. Maybe you've never been in a small group. You're not part of one. And maybe a next step relation to get connected into the body at another level. It's great to come on Sunday. It doesn't matter how small or big a church is. Some people say the smaller the church is, the more love there is. I don't find that anywhere in the Bible. Some people say the bigger the church is, the less love there is. I don't find that in the Bible either. But any context, whatever size it is, there's always going to be small groups. People always gather in groups, whether saved or unsaved. There's a sports group, a fishing group, a whatever group. There's groups for everything. Why? Because people like to be part of something. So groups are a natural part of life. And small groups are like a powerhouse where we connect with one another, live in covenant with each other lay our lives down for one another, honour one another, serve one another, build each other up. 
and whatever that small group looks like. And maybe for some, it's like, well, I'm a bit afraid of that, a bit scared of that. I'm not sure if I want to really open up my lives, my life in that way. But nobody's ever going to put pressure on anybody to open up because the first thing about being part of a group is, is I feel safe. I feel welcome. I feel part of this. I feel accepted. And it's in the relationship that things grow and open up. Maybe a small group is the next step. Maybe your marriage is like, well, not because your marriage is bad, but you want it to be better. I want to go to the marriage course. I want to go to the parenting course, whatever it might be. And you can respond this morning. In your witness, maybe there's an area in your witness. It's a next step. This is all in the light of what God's been doing. I haven't just gone into a different mode for the last few minutes. And, and, and yeah, this last week's been amazing. The first half of what he said was really, yeah, this is the rubber hits the road bit of what we've been speaking about and what God's been doing. There must be next steps in our life. What is next steps? Christianity is walking with Jesus. It's walking with Jesus. It's walking with Jesus. It's just another way of saying it. So you go away remembering it. Oh, next steps, living the next steps life. Well, hopefully you do anyway. But it's, it's living the thing. In our witness, maybe God's been speaking to you about a family member or family members, friends, work colleagues, your workplace the way you are in your workplace how you see your workplace God wants you to see your workplace as a blessing and a place to be a blessing some of you know that your primary kind of thing from God call or purpose in God is where you are working and the kind of world of work that you are in you know that's where God has really called you to focus the giftings, the anointing and the skills that are in your life to see those, to see His kingdom affect and, and influence and shape the world that you're working in and, and God graces people and anoints people in that way for those areas. But all of us, wherever we are in our lives, are called to be a witness. So what, what's your next step? in your witness what's God saying because whatever God says it will require a step of faith what about life discovery that's a brilliant opportunity to get involved as part of the team to be a witness or hey I can take a mate of mine to there because they're going to hear the gospel they have a great day with loads of different activities sports act uh, you know like um, off-road activities on vehicles and various things like that and what a great opportunity to be a witness. Maybe little builders, Tuesday, Thursday morning. Maybe you have the opportunity, if you're, a, if you're a parent, you look after your kids on a Tuesday, Thursday. You might be a grandparent and you have your kids on a Tuesday, Thursday. You might be a carer here. You know, what about getting connected into that? Connecting into others that are there that don't know Jesus? Because most of the people that come don't know Jesus. There might be an opportunity to build friendships. Take somebody there that you know, another parent or carer or grandparent, whoever it is that has the kids on those days. Maybe it's an opportunity to invite others and say, hey, do you want to come to Little Builders? This is the thing we run in the church. It's a mum and toddler, or, or you can't say mum and toddlers anymore, can you? It's a, it's a, whatever the right word is to describe all the people that could take a young child to something. I don't know what it is anymore because there's so much stuff you don't know what to say any longer. But all the people that are responsible out there that are over 18 and um, that can take a child
Maybe you've got an air of witness you can. We, Jane and I, staying at Sumner's Pond this weekend. We borrowed Chris and Sylvia's camper van and it was flipping freezing this morning when we got up. It was like, and, uh, and Toby and, uh, not Toby, um, Timmy with Megan and Dave came over in the afternoon and we were walking around just having a bit of a walk and there was a fisherman there and Timmy uh, where is Timmy got we both me and I got chatting to the guy about fishing I was lost I don't have a clue all I know is there's water there's fish you have a rod and you put it in there and hopefully something's going to happen and Tim gets into this like I don't know how much he's talking about fishing like well how do you know all that stuff I didn't know you're into fishing the bloke was like man you're into fishing aren't you and uh, he goes yeah I've watched loads of YouTube videos and um but I'd really like to fish and everything. So they get into this, he's talking and everything, and, and, uh, and then he just says, hey, mate, has anybody ever told you? Uh, or he first says, hey, do you believe in God? And he goes, no. And uh, he said, has anybody ever told you that God loves you? And the guy moves from being very kind of relaxed like that to suddenly he's all, you know, moving about, wasn't he? He was kind of, and he said, I just wanted to let you know that God loves you. And the guy was like, uh, yeah, yeah, well, I'm sure he does. I'm sure he does. And, and you didn't let that go, did you? And, and he said it a few times. Hey, look, God, God knows you and he loves you and he wants to, you know, show you who he is. And, and the guy was getting a bit uncomfortable and you could tell. And at that moment, you're like, okay, what's gone on in that guy's life that he has a resp- where suddenly he's gone from being like that to, to um, all right, well, you tell me more. Or, yeah, all right, mate. But he suddenly got. And as we, we walked away from that conversation, we were like, Holy Spirit, we thank you that whatever was said, whatever was said to him in those few minutes, that you bring somebody else to speak to him. Or as he gets into his tent and kips tonight, between tonight and tomorrow fishing, that he'd have a dream. You'd reveal to him. When he lies on his camp bed, that he'll start thinking about the things that were said to him. Do you know what I mean? It's just a few little seeds dropped in at that moment. And it was great the way he did it. It was so natural, so normal. Maybe there's some things like that. Last thing before we respond, serving. Maybe there's a next step in your life to serve, to build the house. We're a church family. And this is just a practical thing on Sunday, to serve, to build the house. And there's the connecting, which involves welcoming people. It involves parking cars. It involves running the hub. It involves greeting new people and helping them to get plugged into the life of the church. It means serving with the children or with the young people or maybe on the worship team or it's just helping to make Sunday happen. Serving in the family of who we are so that the family can prosper, so that the family can be healthy, so the family can move forward. It's not acts of service in terms of just practical things we do. The reason why anybody serves is so that somebody can encounter Jesus. That's why we serve. Why does somebody park cars so that somebody can then come in and encounter Jesus? Why does somebody run the hub so that somebody can be here to encounter Jesus? Why does somebody be in the worship team so that somebody can encounter Jesus? Why is somebody on the children's team so that the children can encounter Jesus? So let's stand together, shall we? And we're going to take a few moments. And we have four responses this morning and you might have four responses you might have one I don't know but it's also what you're going to do from this morning not just what we do now in the meeting job done finished that's the end of that meeting I can move on now to the rest of the day no because God's called us to live a next steps life so I want us just to take a few moments while we're in the presence of God like this Father What's the next step spiritually? 
If you need to be filled with the Holy Spirit this morning, released in tongues, whatever it might be, you can over here, front right, there'll be people here, people over there in a few minutes, and they'll pray with you to see you baptised in the Holy Spirit, see God release you in tongues, and which will transform your worship and your prayer and everything else. Heavenly language that God gives connects you, builds, strengthens your spirit, your, your spiritually. Maybe others, you know, I need to get baptised. Well, you can go over there and even sign up this morning and say, we've got baptism in November happening here one Sunday afternoon. So you can sign up and say, I want to get baptised. I'm going to do that. Maybe you want to sign up for freedom. You can do that. Maybe you say, I want to I come to the Bible college. Go over there, put a tick by and say, I want to come to the Bible college. And then we'll follow you up and, and, and chat to you. What, practical stuff. Maybe relationally, God wants to speak to you about that next step. We have a table of relational stuff where you say, I want to, you don't all have to go over to something. You can respond where you are. But if you need to sign up for something or something needs to happen where somebody prays with you, then you're obviously going to need to move. But you need to know what are the next steps I'm taking because faith always has next steps. Is a walk of faith. Faith always has a target, an objective, an outcome. And the Bible, you know, without faith, we can't please God. What does that mean? Does it mean God's just displeased with us? It means without faith, we can't walk in the purposes of God, pleasing Him as we go, fulfilling our purpose in Him. So we want to be a people of faith moving forward in our lives, then in our witness and in our serving, whatever that might look like. There's one for witness in the room, one for serving, serving practically. You might say, hey, I know I need to serve on a Sunday. You might want to yield yourself afresh to the Lord, whatever you're responding to first. But then if you know, I want to serve on Sunday, I want to help the family prosper, I want to felt the hat, I want to serve the family, be healthy on a Sunday, go to that table where it says serving and just say, I want to serve, I want to get involved. And then we'll follow you up and have a chat. But just stick... Make, make a move in terms of movement. Make an action to that. And in your witness, you might be that you want to get involved in life's discovery. Maybe go and go over to that table, tick a box there, and then we'll pass the information on to the life discovery guys. They'll get in touch and say, hey, and, and have a chat. Might be little builders. They'll get in touch. Might be Alpha. For example, hey, I want to invite one of my friends to Alpha. I'm going to go over there and say, hey, uh, I'm, I'm tick the box and say, I'm going to bring my mate to Alpha and whatever that might look like for you. So let's take a few moments. Let's stand before the Lord. And simply just ask Him, Holy Spirit, what are you saying to me? What are the next steps of faith that you want me to take? Because I want to be fruitful. I want to bear fruit because I want to bring glory. I want you to have the glory. I want you to be glorified. That's what this morning's about. It's not just about next steps so that we have a funky Sunday. Oh, that was a good idea. That was a great idea. No, this is about the Father being glorified. It's about why we're here on earth. It's why we're here as a church, that the Father may be glorified. people that are going to the tables, the teams, can you just go there now and just be ready for people? If you need to be prayed with, 
Maybe a next step is you need to receive some healing and you need somebody to agree with you. We'll go over to the, the spiritual one there, to your right. and Somebody will agree with you and pray with you. What I want to encourage you with this morning is to know what your next steps are. None of us want to be stagnant. We want to continue walking. Walking with God as steps. Steps of faith. Faith comes from hearing, hearing from the Word of God. some your next step is I've lost the hunger I've lost the hunger maybe that was something that you really believe God was speaking to you about earlier right at the beginning we were talking about being hungry for him how do you lose a hunger for God you stop feeding on him you stop worshipping Him. Worshipping Him, as we know, is not just standing in a meeting with hands in the air singing a song, because we could all do that. But hunger is when you want to eat of Him. You want to be consumed with Him. It's not about regrets this morning. It's recognizing Jesus, my next step. I want to begin to abide in you and remain in you in a fresh way. I want to make time to sit with you, to be with you, for your word to come alive in my life in a fresh way. I want to make time, even if you need to put some worship songs on, some music that helps you worship Jesus, just helps you then to lift your hands, begin to honor him on your own at home, to begin to fuel that hunger, to fuel that spiritual life afresh in you. If you need to go to one of the tables now, just go free. Just go. You can move. Go there. Sign up. Tick a box. Jot down whatever it is. And we'll get back in contact with you. We want to help you grow. We want to help you take steps. We want to help you become fruitful. So we'll do whatever we can to connect you with the right thing that you want to be involved in or next step you need in whatever area you know you need to take but ultimately the steps are your responsibility my steps are my responsibility I can't do them for you you can't do them for me I can't I can help you grow you can help me grow but I can't grow you and you can't grow me growth in our lives in terms of taking steps and moving forward becoming fruitful is down to how I respond to what God is saying into my life in the same way he does to you Maybe you want to sign up for the marriage course or sign up for a parenting course. Maybe you want to sign up for a small group. There might not be specific sign-ups for that today, but you want to go over and say, right, I, I want to, and uh, you can go on the website and look at all the small groups as well, but we're getting back in touch with you. We want to, we want to be a next steps church. Amen. 
We want to be a church that is living a next steps life. We want to be a church that is walking with Jesus, moving forward with Jesus, taking steps of faith on our, in our life on our own, but together as a body, steps of faith. Why? Because that's where the fruitfulness is. That's where God gets the glory. That's where He is glorified. He's honoured. His purposes are fulfilled. Thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. We praise your name. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Let's stand together, shall we? If you still need prayer, you can continue to, to continue. You know, if you need to, if you want to go over after the meeting closes in a minute and, and be prayed with, then you can, you can do that as well. Father, we thank you for what you've been doing this morning, what you've been saying this morning. Spirit, we thank you that you grace, you enable the next steps to be taken, those steps of faith. You know, one, one of the ways it's good to help you take next steps is to share with others, with somebody else, what God's been saying to you, what he's been showing you, because then we can help each other. Hey, how are you going with that? What's God doing? What's that look like? Got any stories yet of what's happening in you or through you or whatever? Because we want to encourage you. We want to champion. Iron sharpens iron. We want to encourage each other to move forward in God. And, and, and it's great when we meet to chat about, you know, life and stuff and this, that and the other. But when we get together, we want God to be in the middle of it saying, hey, so what's God saying to me? What are you living? Oh, I'm going for it. God's been saying this to me. He's been showing me this in his word. I've been praying into that. And oh, God really spoke to us about inviting our neighbors round and man it freaked us out a bit but we had them round for dinner and we brought you know whatever it was amazing it was brilliant and we want it we want to be inspiring one another like that to move forward in our lives so father we thank you for the anointing of your spirit and the grace that enables us to be who you've called us to be in our own relationship with you but also together as a body we thank you, Jesus. We praise your name. We thank you, Jesus. Thank you for listening to this Kingdom Faith podcast. We trust it's been an encouragement to you. For more information and resources from Kingdom Faith and our other audio and video podcasts, please visit www.kingdomfaith.com.